0: It is time for another Master Passive Income podcast. My name's Dustin Heiner. I'm your host, the founder of Master Passive Income, and at Master Passive Income, we talk all about investing in real estate and specifically rental properties and how you can invest your money in a rental property and have that one property make you money over and over and over again, every single month putting money into your pocket. So just imagine if you had one property that made you $250 a month that puts it in your pocket. You didn't do any work, you just literally have a property that makes you money. Now, what if you had 10 properties? What if you had 20 properties? What if you had 100 properties? Wouldn't it be absolutely fantastic if you had 10 properties that made you $250 a month? That would be $2,500 a month going in your pocket. Now, today we're going to be talking all about Uncle Sam, talking all about taxes and how hopefully you can get out of some taxes. Not, Now, we're not evading taxes we're actually using the laws that are on the books to try to help us to save as much money as possible and not pay it all to uncle sam all right guys let's get started where we talk all about taxes and how we can use our business to lower our tax burden so we can pay less in taxes all right let's start the show Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. The Internal Revenue Service, or IRS, is the Revenue Service of the United States Federal Government. The government agency is a Bureau of Department of the Treasury and is under the immediate direction of the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue, who is appointed to a five-year term by the President of the United States. The Internal Revenue Service is a nation... Oh my goodness, it is so boring. I hate taxes. Sorry to have to put you... I almost fell asleep. Like I literally almost fell asleep as I was reading all that... Oh my goodness, I absolutely hate taxes. I'm starting off the show. I want to get a little pumped up. So if you make it through this entire episode, hey, bravo to you cuz it's boring. This is horrible stuff. I hate taxes. I hate paying taxes, but here we are. As investors, we have to pay taxes. That's just what it is. If you are living in general anywhere in the world, you have to pay taxes. Now, I personally hate hate paying taxes, but it's the just I guess cost of living. I mean, there's even a death tax. Can you believe it? The government even came up with a death tax. So when you die, you're going to be giving the government even more money. I can't, I I hate this. I can't believe they are so creative in finding ways to tax you. Even if you have a dog, you have to pay taxes. Basically, they say you have to license your dog. That's a tax. If you go, you know, get a fish, if you go hunting, you know, just fishing alone to go catch a fish out of a stream or out of a river or a lake or something like that or even in the ocean. You have to pay a tax, pay a fee to go do that. Oh my goodness, it's horrible. Now, before I get into everything about taxes, what I want to do is share with you a little bit about what what I'm doing and the future of my life in general. Now, I used to live in Fresno, California, and I've moved to Phoenix, Arizona to be closer to my in-laws, which has been really great for my kids, but I will never move back to California. And I've been thinking, about living in a place that's a little cooler, which it's hot here in Arizona and Phoenix. Of course, it's a desert. But so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be driving up through Utah and Idaho looking for a place to buy basically a bunch of land in Idaho to where I can go fishing. I can go hunting. I have land that my kids can run around in, maybe hopefully 20, 30 you know, acres, 40, 50 acres, whatever I can find. Um, so I'm going to be traveling up there. But now here's the great thing. I literally do not have a job. If you heard my podcast for any amount of time, I've told you many times that I love not having a job. and It's absolutely, absolutely fantastic where I can just get up and leave and not have to look. Hey, I'm moving here. Let me make sure I have a job. I don't do that. I, I absolutely don't need that. My money comes in whether I work or not. So I built my life the way that I want to live it. The reason why I live in Phoenix, Arizona is because I want to live here, not because I have to, or you know, I can't leave because I have a job, and if I lose my job, then I don't have any money, and we can't afford things. I choose to live here. Now, I th- I'm i thinking, you know what, I want to be a snowbird. If you guys don't know what a snowbird is, you know, uh, it's kind of a fun term, because basically, birds fly south for the winter. You know, when it's cold, they fly south to stay warm, and it gets warmer, they m- move back up north, and that's what I'm going to be, a snowbird. So, I want to live someplace that's like Idaho, someplace around there where it's cooler during the summer, but when it's winter time, we're going to fly down to uh, Phoenix and have our place here. So what we'll do is our house here in Phoenix, it was a rental at one time. I'm going to do an Airbnb for the majority of the year. And then whenever we're going to come back into town, I'll just block it off for the next, you know, month, two months or three months, live here for three months and then go back up. And that's what snowbirds do. And so I'm looking forward to being a snowbird. I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm 39 years old now. I quit my job when I was 37. Most snowbirds are like 70 years old, 65, 70 years old, because once they retire, then they're like, oh man, I'm getting out of the snow. I'm going to go down south. Well, I don't need to worry about that because I don't have a job. I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to say, let me make sure I have a job here and a job there. No. Literally, if I don't work, I don't have to worry about my bills because money keeps coming in. Now, I built my lifestyle around how I wanted to live, and I want that for you. Now, as I'm talking about all this, you may be interested in how you can invest in real estate rental properties. Now, I've been investing in real estate rental properties for many, many years, and I created a free course for you. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. It's a free real estate investing course. It'll help you get started to see all the amazing things and how you can get started and all that good stuff. So go get that free course right now, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And I'll also have that link in the description inside this podcast. Now today, we're gonna be looking at taxes taxes are absolutely horrible. I I literally hate taxes. And here's the sad thing about taxes. If the people in power say, you know what, we're just going to tax everybody 100% of their income. If they pass that law, if they pass that that ruling, then they absolutely can, which is horrible. That's why I hear a lot of people say taxation is theft. Well, it actually, it kind of can be if you keep taxing people and you say, you know what, This, this group of people over here, they want this. So let's take it from this group of people over here. What it comes down to is Morality—it's basically stealing. Just because a majority of people want to take it from somebody else doesn't make it right. Just because you say, "Well, I have the ability to tax," well, yeah, you do, but you're still coming down to where you're now stealing. It's anyway. So I'll get off that soapbox of, of stealing and taxation and stuff like that. But here's the reason why I bring this up. And we're going to be talking all about taxes and how you can have tax benefits because of a business that we have in real estate rental properties. So it's sad. It is so sad that we work. If we have a job, we're making earned income. You basically have to work half of a year in order to start putting money in your pocket. So an average, if you just think of anywhere in America that you're living, I don't know about the world because it's probably worse or better. I don't know. But if you look at anywhere in America that you're living, 50% of your income is an average that will go to the government. So you have to work six months, half of a year, 50% of a year is six months. You have to work six months before you get any money that goes into your pocket. Now, you I know what you might be thinking. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. You know, Dustin, he's just he doesn't have the numbers. he It's not right. I, it's probably lower than that. No, I'm actually dead serious. Let me go through this. So I did a little bit of research. So you have income tax, not just one type of income tax. You have two. You have state And federal income tax. So the state income tax, the highest in California. So I'm going from California because I really hate California. I'm going to pick on California. California, the highest tax rate is 13.3%. Imagine 13.3% coming out of your pocket just just because. They just take it out. This we're going to pay for this. We're going to pay for that. But that's 13.3% of your hard-earned money taken out of your pocket. Your next one would be federal tax. Your federal income tax, the highest tax rate is 37% percent. Wow, did you hear what I just said? That's 37%. That's 50% just in income tax for state and federal. So, that's California. Now, if you're living in places that don't have state tax, good for you. That's that's a whole, you know, 13% put back in your pocket, but they tax you in other ways like property taxes. Now, let's move on to the next one. Sales tax. In California, it's as high as 9.5% Of your everything you buy, nine point five percent. So let's just say nine percent, an average of nine percent across all of California. I remember when I lived in California, it was it was like eight point nine percent, so almost nine percent. Now it's so you got income tax. You have sales tax. Another one. You have property tax. California. The average. If if I'm going to pick on one of the worst places in California, uh, Marin County, I believe has like a 4.8 percent of your income goes to property taxes. Now, I know you might be thinking property taxes is the value of the home and yada yada yada. I completely understand that, but the average price of the home to the average price of income, or not price, the average income that somebody has. Average is about to 4.8% of that person's income goes to property taxes. Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. So let's just round the numbers so we can all get a good number. Uh, 4.86% is the property taxes. Now, there are other taxes that we don't really recognize or see. Like there's an occupancy tax. If you go to a hotel or an Airbnb, or someplace like that, you have to be charged an occupancy tax. Just because you go and live in somebody's place, the government says, hey, we're going to tax on that. Can you believe that? That's what they do. And so there's an occupancy tax. Next one, there's an excise tax. An excise tax. Most people don't really realize it, but they see it when they see when you buy a pack of cigarettes. You're looking at the pack of cigarettes and "Ah, this is expensive. Well, on average, it's 87 cents per pack that goes to taxes. And what about gasoline? So per gallon, it's 0.36 0.36 so it's 36 cents per gallon but they're raising that up they've already passed laws to raise it up every single year pretty soon it'll be like a dollar per gallon tax what about liquor so any liquor if you buy a gallon of liquor it's three dollars and 30 cents excise tax beer is Is 20 cents per gallon. If you buy a gallon of beer, it's 20 cents tax. Cell phone, if you have a cell phone, it's roughly about 10% tax that goes to the government. My goodness. Now, what about recycling? In California, they make you pay recycling up front. So if you buy a a can of soda or a bottle of soda or a beer or whatever, they have CRV, California Redemption Value, and that's like 5 cents to 15 cents per bottle or per uh, container. It's horrible. There's so many taxes. So let's, And I know you you might be thinking, well, I don't pay this. I don't have a cell phone. You probably do, but you're probably losing on a cell phone right now. But let's just look at the general taxes. Like let's look at state income tax, federal tax, sales tax, and property tax in California. If I lived in California, again, I'm picking on California. So if I lived in California, my state income tax would be 13.3%. Federal income tax, 37%. Sales tax, 9%, property tax 4.86%. If you total all that up, that's 64.16% of your income. That's not including Medicaid, Medicare, um, Social Security. That's not including all that. This is 64% just in taxes. Can you believe how ridiculous that that's more than a year you have to work before you can actually put money in your pocket? Oh, that's horrible. Sorry for you guys still living in California. Here's a tip. Get, Get out of there. I don't know why you guys are still there. It's horrible. Now, if you look at real estate rental properties and what we invest in, we invest in capital gains tax that instead of having income tax, we look at capital gains tax rate. Right now, the capital gains tax rate is 15%. Just put that in your brain. Obviously, you still gotta pay sales tax and property tax. I get that. But let's just look at federal and state income tax. If you make or if you live in California, you had state and federal income tax, that's 50%. Five zero. But if you had rental properties, your capital gains tax is fifteen percent. That's long-term capital gains, any profit that goes in your pocket and not flipping houses. This is not talking about that. But if you put money in your pocket from your rental property, you're only paying 15% instead of 50, 50. So 15 versus 50, so much better, 35% more back in your pocket. So hopefully you can see that taxation is actually going to be just taking so much money out of your pocket every single year that you don't even have any more. The government just takes it. Now, what we need to do is not break laws or you know skirt the laws, or evade taxes, none of that. What we wanna do is use what are already on the books, what the government says is okay to do with deductions and figuring out ways to lower your tax burden if you do that, then you can pay less in taxes. So let's jump into it. Now, when we're looking at taxes as a real estate investor, we need to look at lowering our tax burden. But the first thing I want to tell you is you need to talk to your own accountant. Remember, we've talked about building a team around you. Well, an accountant is a member on your team. More than likely, you call up your accountant and you ask them whatever questions you want. More than likely, they're not going to charge you because they're accountants. They're not like lawyers. Lawyers, they charge you, but sometimes they will. Anyways, you want to talk to your accountant about your tax burden, how to lower your tax burden. That's something... That is going to be money well spent. If you spend $100 tacking to your tax professional and say, how do I lower my tax burden? How do I make sure I'm saving as much money or putting as much money in my pocket and not giving it to Uncle Sam as possible? If you spend $100 for an hour of their time and they save you $2,000 a year, isn't that worth it? Yes, absolutely. So talk to an accountant. I talk to my accountant all the time and he helps me out in making sure I pay as as, um, as little as possible Legally possible in taxes to the government. All right, so let's jump into it. In the IRS tax code, we're able to deduct expenses and depreciation and other things. And we're going to go through all this sort of stuff. And this is what we want to talk about. I want to give you guys these tips in order to reduce your tax burden. Now, you can write off all of your expenses. So, all of the expenses that you have in the property for that one year, you can actually write that off. Let's just say you make $1,000. In one month on a property let's let's break it down as small as possible in one month, you make a thousand dollars well let's say you had expenses that are not not like repairs like a repair would be you 're upgrading the property like repairing the roof that 's not an expense that 's that's an, uh, a repair that actually makes the value of the home better and it 's not necessarily expense, but if you have like yard maintenance that 's definitely expense if you have to pay utilities, if you have to pay insurance taxes interest advertising maintenance all these sort of things like these are expenses that you would normally have to have to have but you can deduct that from the income also your expenses need to be current. Like it needs to have short term value. Like I said, you know, if you replace a hot water heater, that's not an expense. That's a repair that improves the value. Also, it must be directly related to the rental activity. So any expenses now, another expense is your business as well, not just things that go on specifically in the property. But if you have a cell phone that you do business on, well, that cell phone can be that the cost of that, the purchase of the phone, the plan can all be deducted. That's, Expenses for your business, not just your property, but your business in general. If you're driving to see your properties, if you're spending your time to um, look for more properties, if you're, say, you know, I live in. Arizona, but I fly to Florida to look at properties. That whole trip, if you're doing that as a business trip, you can, you can use those expenses as deductions. Again, talk to your accountant to make sure that you would you deduct everything so you pay as little in taxes as possible. Now, also other things are like capital expenses. So anything that increases the value of the property or really extends the life of the, the you know, whatever the, the item is, that can be depreciated over multiple years, not over the one year, like let's say you replace the roof and you pay $6,000 to replace the roof. That's not a current expense. That's a capital expense. It's making the property better and more and so instead of deducting five or six thousand dollars right in that one year you deduct it over a period of time it's it depreciated over multiple years and again talk to your tax accountant and professional but here's the big thing i'm not an accountant i love paying accountants hopefully you heard me in the past that i love paying my property manager and i love paying my accountant because they do things that i hate 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 to do and so all of my accounting stuff i give it to them so if i say anything that's kind of a miss don't listen to what I'm saying. Go talk to your accountant. I'm just giving you general best practices because I suck at accounting. In fact, I actually failed. Uh, let's see. It was accounting for a in college. I, I went to college. Now I'm definitely telling my kids not to go to college. You don't need it. So I failed my accounting for a class. I literally got a D number one because I'm not smart. Number two, because I hated it. Every bit of like, you know, uh, uh, debits and credits and make sure everything balanced. I'm the type where, you know, hey, we're missing five cents in this column over here. i like, reach my pocket, pull out a nickel. Here you go, you know, fix it. (laughs) But it doesn't work like that. You have to figure out where that money went my wife is great at accounting, so she does all the major work with the, the accounting. I'm my accountant does all the other major work. I just make sure, you know, that our business is growing. We're making money. So I wanna I wanna make sure I give you that huge caveat. Um, so one big thing that I wanna help you when you're working with your accountant, your tax professional, or whoever you're working with, do your taxes. Number one, obviously make sure you got the right person. Like <laughs> make sure that they're they they're qualified, that they can do it right and all that sort of stuff. That's my opinion. They can find you as much of a deductions as possible. But a big thing that I want to encourage you is to be organized. You want to organize all of your receipts. You want to organize all of your expenses. You want to have everything written down because the last thing you want to do is give your accountant a shoebox full of receipts and like some, some scribble down notes and all that sort of stuff because you know, they'll be fine to go through it, but it's going to take them a lot of time and they're going to charge you for that time. It's going to cost you more money. So from the beginning of the year, what you want to do is be very, very uh, not cautious, but you want to be very organized and make sure that everything is itemized, write everything down, where it went and what date and all that sort of stuff. So that when you do actually talk to your accountant, have everything written down, you already have everything, all the receipts piled up, you have everything totaled up. So it takes less time for them. Now, if you're like me, you want to just want to give them everything, like give them a shoebox full of receipts and say, you deal with it. I don't want to deal with it they'll be glad to do that because they will charge you money for it. Now, if you want to save some money, do it a little bit. Now, my opinion, and this is what I do, every single time something comes in for my business, I organize it. I put it either in Excel sheet or I put the receipt somewhere or I always do that. And with the great thing about technology now, if you you put everything on one credit card, you can just look at that one credit card for the entire year and see where everything went. So, All that to say, be organized. You want to track everything. Now, here's one tip that I want to give you. Uh, If you're managing your properties yourself, there's a a fantastic program. It's actually free. It's a software program that's online. It's called Cozy, and it's how I track some of the properties. I, I don't manage all the properties um, through a property manager. Some properties I manage myself for many different reasons, but I use Cozy. Cozy is a software product, and this is not a, like a, a, an ad. This is something I am going to encourage you because this is fantastic. It's absolutely free, and all your expenses can be summarized inside there, um, all your income, and you just print it out at the very end, give it to your account. It's really, really cool. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash COZY. Just sign up there, sign up for free, start managing your properties. It's fantastic. I absolutely love this program. So again, it's not an ad. I just want to give you guys something fantastic to use. So masterpassiveincome.com forward slash COZY. All right, let me give you the top 15 tax deductions for landlords, for investors like us, for real estate professionals. Now, it's easy the first one that I want to give you is your mortgages. Any mortgages that you have, your loans that you have on the properties, you can absolutely write off that interest, not the principal, but the interest. And any uh any money that you paid out for getting the loan like points or things like that 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 actually came out of your pocket for you know to a bank. So basically think of whatever money went to a bank. It's either, you know, interest or fees or points like all of that that went to a bank you can write that off. Now, isn't that fantastic? So that lowers the amount of income that you're reporting to, well, I'm sorry, you're reporting the the top dollar amount of income, but you're taxed at a lower um, total amount because let's say the round numbers, $1,000 and you paid $800 in interest. So you are only taxed on that $200 difference. Hopefully that makes sense. Again, I'm not an accountant. I suck at accounting. I hate accounting. Moving on. Another one, uh, depreciation. This is something that I absolutely love. Depreciation is fantastic because if you buy a rental property, if in fact, if you buy any real estate whatsoever, you, the the value of it, we know goes up. It's called appreciation. We know that the value goes up. Some people flip homes because they know the value is going to go up. So they buy it and flip it and make money. But the government, the IRS says, we're going to let you depreciate that over many, many years. I think it's like 27.5 years or something like that. So you buy a house for $100,000, well, over the next 27.5 years, the $100,000 will be deducted every single year, proportionally to 27.5 years over time. And so... Over the next 27.5 years, your value, uh, or sorry, your income will be looked at as lower for tax purposes because you have depreciation of assets. It's 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 fantastic. Even things like your appliances, your carpets, your windows, countertops, equipment, you know, like like computers and laptops, um, all that stuff, like anything that's physical that you have for your business can be deducted. Over time, it's depreciation, which is fantastic. Now, the land I don't believe can be deducted over time. Like, if you just bought land, I don't know. I don't actually, I kind of don't think you can, but again, talk to your tax professional. Another one I want to give you is any repairs on the property. Now, any repairs would be considered any improvements on the property so this would be repairs defined as you know anything to maintain the current condition of the property you know putting paint on there putting carpet in there, repair or um, fixing the air conditioning uh, fixing lighting fixtures making sure that you have you know faucets that run any type of repairs on the property that you want to make sure that the property is going to be good for the next tenant so that's what repairs. so you can deduct any repairs on your property Your next one would be maintenance, any maintenance that you have from homeowners association fees, landscaping, pest control, pool cleaning, you know, any chemicals that you need for this, that or the other um, for working on. If you have let's say you have a multifamily unit that you actually have. Um, lawnmowers that you have on premises that you're mowing or you just literally put your lawnmower in your truck and you drive over to one of your rentals and you use that lawnmower on that lawn. Well, tune-ups of that, you know, if you buy gas for that, if you need to replace the blade or sharpen the blade, that's also maintenance. Um, Light bulbs, smoke detectors, HVAC, um, you know, filters like, you know, your your air filters for anything like that. So any maintenance things that are upkeeping on the business. And so what you want to do is always keep track of every single expense that comes out of your pocket. Another one I want to give you is taxes. Taxes in general can be deducted on most things, um, for most things. Now there are some that you can't. But again, talk to your tax professional. But Real estate taxes are definitely something you can deduct. It's taken down the value of the amount of money that you brought in. So if you paid, you know, let's say round set, round numbers. Say you paid $2,000 in property taxes in one year for a property, but you made, I don't know, uh, $5,000 on rent in rents. If you paid $2,000, well, you now only are taxed on the $3,000 difference. So $5,000 minus $2,000 is $3,000 difference. But what about state and county and city taxes, like all every single type of tax. Um, If you have social security taxes for employees, you can write that off. Medicare and unemployment taxes for employees, you can write that off. Personal property tax, like if you have um, vehicles, or maybe you need a boat or an airplane to get to your properties, then you can write that off. Those taxes that you have to pay permit fees and inspection fees and all that sort of stuff, you can absolutely write those off. Now, another one. Insurances. So any insurance premiums, anything that you pay into insurance, think of any check that you have to write to an insurance, that is a, a deduction. That's something you will be able to deduct on everything. Let's go through some of them. So homeowners insurance. If you bought a home with an FHA loan, then you'll have um, a PMI, which is uh, mortgage insurance that you're going to get charged. You can write that off. If there's you know fire insurance, damage insurance, hail, wind, flood insurance, theft insurance. Uh workers compensation insurance if you have employees, liability insurance, umbrella insurance, any type of insurance, which I would suggest there's a few in here that you would definitely have or should have, you can use that to lower your tax burden as well. Another one I would give you, any utilities that you it's another expense, but any utilities that you would normally pay for your property, electricity, gas, you know, water and sewer, trash and recycling, heating oil, or anything like that. All that stuff is expenses that comes out of your pocket to pay. That's immediate expenses that you can write off. So any and all utilities that you pay for your property can be deducted and you you should deduct them another one any vehicles like let's say you have a vehicle for anything of your business like you're driving to and from uh, your properties to make sure that they're managed right or whatever it might be like your mileage and gas and and maintenance now i'm again i'm not accountant so talk to your accountant how best to do it usually it's the standard mileage rate so basically in whatever wherever you are the government says you know if you drive one mile you get like your business can deduct or you know pay 50 cents per per mile or something like that 48 cents or 50 cents whatever it might be but you can deduct all those expenses even if you have any filing fees for your licensing your registration things like that you can deduct that that's a vehicle expense as well so as long as this one this vehicle is used for business you can absolutely deduct that as well any travel expenses I, i touched on this a little earlier Any travel expenses, you can actually write that off. Let's say you're flying to Hawaii because you look at some properties because you might want to buy. Well, that whole trip is paid for by your business and you could deduct that from your expenses. So, you know, any airline fees and fares, if you have any car rentals or taxis, hotels, and I'm not sure, but I know, I believe you can even write off some of your meals. You could actually write those off as well. Again, talk to your tax consultant. All right. That's travel expenses. So all your travel expenses for your business can be written off. Let's say, now I'll give you something specific and I'm not breaking any laws by telling you this or doing it. Let's say I'm going to a conference and I'm going to a conference for real estate investors. It's I live in Arizona, but I fly over to, I don't know. Let's say Michigan for whatever reason, whatever's in Michigan. I go there in Michigan and I go to a conference, but I think, you know, let me take my family with me. Let me take my wife and four kids fly there and, you know, stay there for two weeks, visit people. But then I have my business that I'm actually working in. I'm actually going to the conference. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm building my business, all that sort of stuff. So I can actually write off every bit of that expense in that trip that I Use for my business now. I can't write off my kids' um, you know, mileage or their, their airfare, I can't tr- write off my wife's airfare, but I literally have to get a place to um to live in, like a hotel. Well, it doesn't matter that my kids are living in there, I could write that off because just because I need a place to stay, it doesn't matter how many people I fit in that room, it's deducted because I'm staying in there. My airline flight that's deductible. I have to rent a car because I have to rent a car to get anywhere from point A to point B or take an Uber or whatever whatever it might be. That can also be deducted, but who cares if there's an extra person or three or four people inside that car with you as well? Now, as long as this is done for your business, like if you're saying now I'm going to, you know, I'm done with the, the with the conference and I'm going to get an Airbnb and I'm going to go to, um, you know, five miles away and we're going to stay there. We're going to sightsee a whole nother area and I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to get Uber and this is not for the business. That, well, that would not be deductible or at least my opinion. I talk to your tax. <laughs> you might be able to get it off or get away with it, but I would say that in any- Anything that's for personal use, then that's not deductible. But anything that is for business use, you can deduct it. So if anything, just keep track of literally everything and then give it to your tax consultant and say, here's what we did. And here's how much money went out. This is for my wife and kids. This is for for myself. And this is all the." And they'll tell you, "Okay, you can write this off. You can't write this. You can do this. You can't do this. So go through that as well for all your travels for your business. Now another one is management fees. So any management fees that you pay, that's going to be an expense as well. Any property management companies that you use, any individual property managers, like if you have somebody on site, if you have association fees for like a condo or anything like that, any special assessment fees, like anything that you pay out of your pocket to manage a property you can absolutely and you should absolutely write that off as well. Now, a next one is legal and professional fees. So anything that you do in your business that has legal or professional fees for your business, absolutely count that as an expense. So any accounting advice, like if you call up your accountant and say, how do I lower my, like we just talked about, how do I lower my tax burden? And it costs you a hundred dollars. Well, that hundred dollars, is a legal fee that you can then write off. And so it's great. So professional tax preparation. So when you pay your, your your accountant to actually prepare your taxes, that can definitely be written off. If you have any legal fees, like if you want an attorney to draft like an LLC paperwork to, to um, you know, start an LLC or structure your business in a certain way, whatever you do with legal fees with a lawyer, you can write that off. So any lease review or editing, any, any money that goes out to towards, you know, accountants or lawyers or anything like that, you can absolutely write that off. Another one you might not think of, but let's say you have, you have to pay an engineer because there's something in the property that you need to actually get taken care of, you know, shore up or structurally fix or something like that. That's a professional. You want to make sure you charge that as well or you, you expense that as well. Also, if you're buying software If you're getting any type of software like TurboTax or anything like that, you can actually use the purchase of that software to write that off. So any of those expenses as well. Another great one is any office or operating expenses, so any operating expenses that you have for your business, so like ink and paper pencils, you know rental software, legal forms, phone bills, um, you know, square footage of your home like part of your home that 's part of your business, you can write off a portion of your home because it 's used specifically for a home office. You can actually do that, and also if you have a office space an office space that 's actually you're paying rent for, you can definitely write that off so any Anything that comes in your business as an expense, even a computer, a laptop, a cell phone. Um, Speakers for your computer a camera because you're taking pictures Whatever it might be for your business. You can write that off now another one is advertising any type of advertising that you do Be it Facebook ads if you do want to do Facebook ads or if you do um, Put in a newspaper or any uh, Let's say you, you put an ad on Zillow or something like that Any type of advertising that you do to try to get people in your property that is absolutely right You know you write it off so a radio newspaper online ad Ads, any signs or banners, like if you have, if you want to put up those bandit sides that say, I buy houses cash fast, you can absolutely write that off. That's signage that you can also write off. But here's a tip that I want to give you a pro tip that I personally don't think you should be paying any money for rental ads. And the reason why, because you have Craigslist, which is free, you have Zillow Rental Manager, which I believe is free as well, as you can also use Cozy, the same company that I told you about, they, if you put a property inside there and you just click a button to say, you know, market my my property for rent, it's for free and it does it for you and it puts out to like five or six different websites. It's, it's super awesome. So go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash C-O-Z-Y, get signed up for your own account there. It's fantastic. Another one, any commissions that you pay for the business, so anything that you would normally pay to your property manager to find tenants, or if you have a leasing agent, you pay them a commission. Any salespeople, any tenant referrals, and all that sort of stuff. Like if you say, "Hey, I'm your, you know, tenant number one. If you refer me f- to somebody that's good for tenant number two in this other property, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you find a good tenant for me." Well, if they do that, that's uh, that's great. You got a good tenant, hopefully, but you also get that expense written off, that's, that's in, um, expenses that's coming out of your pocket so that you lower the amount of money that you are taxed on from your income. And so the last one I want to give you is startup expenses. So any startup expenses that you have in your business, you can actually write that off. Now, I know a lot of people listening are looking to start their business. So you want to make sure you keep in mind these startup expenses that you would hopefully be able to write off. Now, again, talk to your accountant, but any home office expenses that in starting, you know, if you're buying a desk, you write that off. Any outside office expenses that you're, you know, paid for your rental business, like utilities, office supplies, things like that um any repairs on the property to get it rent ready. Like if you buy one property, all those repairs to get it ability to rent, you know, in, in good good shape, you know, new fixtures, painting, um, any new carpets, things like that, even remodels, those are all write off expenses. Um, if you attend any real estate seminars, any conferences, things like that, uh, that that can also be written off. If you are learning about real estate, if you're putting money towards, like if you if you get become one of my students, that is absolutely a write off expense. And if you get into my ultimate real, if you get into my ultimate real estate investing system, where I teach you step by step. How to build a real estate investing business? That is also an expense that you can write off. Isn't that absolutely fantastic? So, also here's another one: if you paid any fees for a parking expense, like you got a parking ticket, that's also an expense as well for your business. Um, at least I believe so. Don't don't quote me on that. You talk to your accountant. But any business licenses, permits, fees, all that sort of stuff. You can write all these stuff off. Now, hopefully this has been an eye-opening and hopefully you're still here with me because this is so boring. All these taxes. I'm trying to get as excited as possible to help you to kind of make through this crappy topic of taxes. But you know what? This is a big deal for us as investors because as investors, we want as little money to come out of our pocket as possible so we can save that so we can buy more properties. And as we buy more properties, we make more money. This is why I'm able to travel the world. This is why I'm able to up and move out of California to Arizona, now move from Arizona to to, um, Idaho if I want to and actually be able to not have to worry about a job because I save as much money as I can by deducting from my expenses and lowering my tax burden, but then making money every single month in passive income. All right, guys. So super excited. You are fantastic. If you may, if (laughs) big if you made it through this entire episode because it's horrible. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. And if you liked, if you got anything out of this podcast session or my podcast at all, would you please just tell one person? It would just really help me out. I'd really appreciate it. Show me just a little bit of uh, love. And I really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Now, as always, I want you to get started investing. If you want to get started investing, if you're even just looking and curious about investing in real estate rental properties, I have a free course for you. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. All one word, free course. I will give you a free course that you can go through and see how amazing rental properties are and how you can live the dream life by investing in real estate and never work a job again. That was masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And all the podcast show notes that are for this podcast is since this is the 49th episode, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero four That is the podcast show notes for today. I'll have everything written out there. I just hired somebody who is absolutely fantastic who's writing all my show notes for me because I'm horrible at it. She's fantastic. So go there, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero four nine. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here with me. You guys are awesome. If you made it all the way through, you take care of yourselves, get out there, start investing and change your lives for good so you can live the dream life. All right, see ya.